Hi, I'm Jeff Grayson. This is the second half of a two-part interview. The guys have left the locker room. The halftime adjustments have been made. I think we can expect nothing less than 110%. It's season four of the Bait and Switch podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. My name is Jim Martin, along with my co-host, as always, Chris Beyer. Hello, Jim. Hello, Chris. I'm trying to be more sincere. I'm generally not sincere. No, you're, you're pretty kind of flippant, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usually like, hey, I'm doing other stuff here. Just go on. Yeah. Keep keep moving along. Yeah. I'm trying to act sincere. I'm not. I'm not really. But uh, every now and then, you know, Jim, I, I want to be sincere. I, I, I want to thank you for introducing me. That was, it was very nice of you to introduce me. Well, I appreciate that. I'm just thankful you're actually paying attention this time. That's, you know. You didn't have to go here. I mean, I, I came <laughs> off. I was very sincere. And now <laughs> you're attacking. Me, me too. I'm sincere also. I'm yeah, just but, being then, sincere. but then you go on the attack. No, I know. I appreciate the attention. That's all. Can we do this off here? Usually you're off writing stuff off in the corner. And all of a sudden you just kind of look up. Sometimes you even wave. And I have to remind you, like, Chris, this is... It's not video. I don't want to zoom, but this I'm is I'm giving you your space. Well, I, I appreciate that, but a little bit of a, maybe somewhere in between. It will work okay. out. I'll bring yeah. it down and then I'll bring it back up uh, to a level that you're comfortable with. Uh, you don't have to bring it down. You just bring it down to a level, uh, you know. Okay. Let's start again. Go ahead and sure. start okay. again. Okay. Okay. Say, all right. okay. Let's just go start ahead. again. All right. All right. All right. Go ahead. All right. All right. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. My name is Jim Martin, along with my co-host, as always, Chris Beyer. Hello. That's there you go. That's perfect. Just what I expect oh, every week. Okay. There all it right, is. All right. Hello. All right. Chris. We're going, going with There's the guests. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'll all go. right. Well, anyway, we're leaving our, our guest out here in the, in the waiting room and wasting his time with our bickering. So tonight we have uh, one of Chris's friends who has uh, done a little bit of dinner theater, done some old time radio theater with WGTD 91.1 at, uh, I believe, well, we'll double check with him. It was, um, oh man, Gateway, Gateway Tech. I knew it was something yeah. Tech, Gateway Tech, yep. and it's where it's where uh, our our rivals apparently, Bob and Brian, went to college. Okay. Yeah. Also, he's been uh, in some movies, extras in, in some movies. Sounds like an all around interesting guy. Mike Bavito is here. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Oh, thank you, Jim. How you doing, Chris? Thanks Good. for having me. Yeah, Good. we appreciate your time and all this time we've been wasting your ears right now. So we yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> I, I was talking to Mike the other day and somehow it came up that he had done some bit parts, some extra parts in different movies. I know that he was into acting because we did this little, I want to call it dinner theater thing. It was a fundraiser for some little league thing. And Mike and his wife, Kathy, did this acting part. It's kind of like a Tony and Tina's wedding type thing, right? What was that about again? Yeah, well, it was a murder mystery, and uh, actually everyone guesses that I'm the murderer, and <laughs> I have not been once yet. So. <laughs> you know, and I think it's because of your voice. I've said this a couple times. I haven't pinned it down yet, but there is some actor out there, either in in some type of mob movie or a Law & Order or something like that. You've got the voice that you swear is in some type of mob or gangster movie. Is that what you get typecast as? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I kind of do. I mean, I haven't done enough to actually get typecast. I wish I would have got my big break and uh, really gotten uh, into uh, 
you know, some mob movies. How fun would that have been? But the the things I have done have been a real lot of fun. And yeah, it's it's just been it's great. And uh I'll tell you know a couple stories that I have, but you know, my good friend Al Pacino told me don't drop names. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So, but I'm I'm gonna have to <laughs> tell some of these stories. So so like we talked about this the other day, you've done some extra stuff. So what was the first movie that thought, hey, I'm going to I'm going to dip my toe in that venture? Well, I uh, the first movie was just pure luck. And uh, so I played softball in Chicago, 16 inch bare hand for a bar in Chicago. Nice. Uh, shortstop, by the way. But um, the guy who owned the bar, his wife worked for an extras casting agency and she tells the bar owner, she goes, hey, uh, we got a contract to cast extras in this movie. And there's a softball game in the movie. I think I can get your team in. And she did. So cool. the movie was nothing in common. It came out in 1986. And it starred Tom Hanks and Jackie Gleason. And it was actually Gleason's very last movie before he died. Oh, no and kidding. Unfortunately, I did not get to meet Jackie Gleason, uh, which would have been a thrill and a half for me. I was a big Honeymooners fan when I was mm. a kid. I've seen them all, you know. And, uh, yeah, so I did not get to meet Mr. Gleason. That's uh, a shame. But we are going to play softball. And uh, so we're, we report on a Grand Park. Like eight o'clock in the morning, there's about maybe, you know, eight or 10 of us there from the team. And, uh, all of a sudden, and so Gary Marshall is the guy who's directing this movie. So he's <laughs> got us, and they're calling this game off oh, fat ball and all this, you know, and we just call it bare hand softball, but, but 16 inch, it's a pretty big ball. And so, and not, many places in the air, you know, in America even play 16 inch. So, mm-hmm. so they thought that was kind of weird, but anyway, it's in their movie, but the, the, the funny, a couple of funny things is eight o'clock in the morning, Tom Hanks, he's got a trailer out there in Grand Park. He comes out of the trailer eight o'clock in the morning with a beer in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> We were all like, oh, my God, this guy's too cool. (laughs) This is 86. This was one of his maybe it was like a very like a serious movie. The nothing in common was, you know, Gleason was his dad and and he had nothing in common with his father. Ah. It wasn't like one of those, uh, you know, party bachelor party movies he was in after Bosom Buddies. You know, this was pretty serious role kind of started his whole dramatic career so gary marshall's like all right who's the pitcher on this team well our pitcher wasn't there but man me i'm like oh i can pitch you know i'm figuring the pitcher's got to be in this movie right you know sure because we we have given they've given us the uh little breakdown of what's going on and tom hanks is going to get the winning hit and so I'm like, oh, I pitched. The other guys on my team looked at me like, you son of a gun, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm out there pitching, and and I have pitched in softball. 
And you do in Chicago, especially you do this like fake, you know, three fakes and stuff like that. And I'm pitching to Tom Hanks. And then they're like, cut, cut. And they're like, uh, Mike, don't do the fakes. You're screwing up our cameraman. <laughs> Just throw the ball. <laughs> like, okay, I will. So I throw a few pitches to uh, Tom Hanks and he hits the ball. After that scene's over, um, Gary Marshall comes up to me and says, Mike, I need the T-shirt and the sweatshirt thing you're wearing. I got to take it back to L.A. because someone, we're going to film somebody, arm in slow motion, releasing the ball and all this. And I'm like, yes, sir, here you go. There's my shirt. So I'm telling Everyone I know. Uh-oh. I mean, I'm okay. telling everyone I don't know. I am so in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they took my shirt. It's going to be slow motion, arm, and all this. And he gets the winning hit off of me. And so this is my very first experience with Hollywood. And uh, yeah, I went way overboard. And that movie comes out. And uh, there's a little montage scene of Hanks's life. In uh, in Chicago, and in that montage, they just show him rounding first, right past our second baseman Johnny Long, who was the only guy that got into the movie. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I'm in another scene, and this is also why I. Uh, so they're using the rest of us. So there's a romance scene with Tom Hanks and uh, actress named Bess Armstrong. If you remember her and so me and our second baseman Johnny Long who got into the movie we are workmen hustling a ladder out on Rush Street we're filming this at a bar in Rush Street and uh and as we come through with the ladder then well we stop her on her bike right in front of this restaurant and she happens to look in she sees Hanks I, I guess they know each other from a previous thing but Boom, like their eyes lock. And then and that, that's the second part of the scene, but or the second scene I was in. So again, Gary Marshall's like, you have to go to wardrobe. We've got to put glasses on you and blah, 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 and a hat and put some workman's clothes. But we don't want anyone to recognize you as the pitcher, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> so just hearing that kind of stuff. You know, sure. I'm, like, Man, I'm, so I'm in. in this movie. You're going to be yeah. right below those two on the bill. Right. Yeah, right. (laughs) So they're doing this. And so now she comes into the restaurant and, you know, me, we're out. Some of the other guys are patrons in sitting at tables in the restaurant. And uh, so every time, like, Hank says, hey, great to meet you. Then, boom, they got to switch all the lighting and the cameras around to the other side of the table for her to go it's great to see you too. And then boom, everything. So, you know, like a five minute conversation literally starts taking eight hours for these people to do, to film. Yeah. So there's a little bar right next door. This is like down at division and rush and all that. And, uh, we go into the bar and we're like, yeah, we're going to have a drink. This is like probably, we got there at eight in the morning. It's probably six or seven o'clock at night now at this point. So we're in there, about four of us. This is all before anybody had a cell phone or, you know, could have taken pictures. But uh, 
we're in there having one beer. We're in there maybe 20 minutes, half hour. All of a sudden, Hanks comes popping in and he says to us, I knew you guys were in here. Sits down, buys us a drink and has a, has a beer himself. Man. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's cool. Very yeah. <laughs> cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, stuff. uh, suffice to say that second scene, you weren't, wasn't in the movie either. It was, well, you could barely see me on a long shot through the whole restaurant with that hat and aviator glasses on for a split second. But yeah, no, no. Well, they wanted to make sure you couldn't tell that you were the pitcher. I mean, that's yeah. why they had to have You know shot. what? They made sure, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get paid for this? You so know. you get overtime after eight hours, blah, blah, blah. You maybe make like $300, you know, okay. something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, sure. okay. And But they feed you real well. And you do get to watch them make a movie. It's a lot of fun. It really is. It's oh, a yeah. very, very cool experience. Now, I remember there was two other guys that we talked about the other night that you did meet briefly. There was a Christian Bale story and a Gary Busey story. Let's hear those. So, uh, yeah. So after that, nothing in common movie then i was on a list you know and then then this extra company's calling me here and there hey can you work on this can you do this one sometimes i couldn't you know i had a job and uh but then they're like can you do this the next one i did was uh, rookie of the year about this 10 year old kid who breaks his arm and all of a sudden he can throw 100 miles an hour and it's filmed in chicago the cubs sign him blah 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 so gary Busey is the star of the show and uh he is a pitcher on the cubs but i am not on the ball team or anything like that they're like can you come and be in this bar scene and you know fill up the bar and i'm like sure you know one day or one night whatever and again it probably took 10 hours we were there but anyway i'll make uh make it quick uh so it was filmed at the China Club in Chicago, and uh, they gave us a 5 a.m. report time. So I got there, plenty of time, you know, and I uh, had a little couple minutes to kill. And again, like I said, how they really take care of you with food and whatever you need. There's always a craft services there. And so I walk out, I check in, blah, 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 and then I head out to the craft services bar. I wanted to get a cup of coffee. It's 5 o'clock in the morning, a few minutes before. And walk out, still dark out. There's only one person standing there at that cart getting his coffee, and it's Busey. Now, they always tell you, you know, don't talk. You're an extra. Don't talk to these stars, blah, blah, blah. They really try to drill that home. But me being me, you know, I just can't abide by that if I see the opportunity. So, uh so I'm like, wow, you know, I'm starstruck. It's Gary Busey. And I kind of walk right up to him and I stick my hand out. And I'm like, it's really nice to meet you, Mr. Busey. Sincerely, you know. Right. And then he just turns and looks and starts staring at crazy stare at me. And I just put my hand down. He's getting more and more just crazy looking. I really thought this guy's going to punch me, man. And I just backed off, put my hand down, turned around, never got the coffee, and went back and hid in the China Club, man, until the scene started. Right. So that was, yeah, that was one story. You didn't, hear, you didn't hear about that from anybody. Nobody came up to you and said, nope. hey, buddy, what are Nobody you doing? Nobody did. Nope. Yeah. I, I, I got to be in it. And in that movie... You can see me in. Uh, so Running for your life. 
<laughs> that they filmed. Right. They should have put that scene in the movie. Yeah, they just see the back yeah, running. It would have been good. I'm telling you, that was pretty scary. I'm not kidding you. That guy would be almost nose to nose with him, and he starts that crazy stare and just right through you. So, yeah, it was pretty spooky. But, no, it didn't get kicked off. Never did get kicked off of any. Uh, oh, that's good. did get to talk to a few of the people, but... Uh, yeah, the next one I did was a, uh, this was the biggest one. They, they had me working for 18 days. Luckily, I owned my own business at the time and had people working so I could spend the 18 days. And by 18 days, I mean, it was almost 18 days where you got about four hours to sleep, you know, and yeah. report back. So uh, I was, uh, it was Public Enemies, and that was the, uh, with, Johnny Depp and uh, Christian Bale was the FBI director and Johnny Depp was playing Dillinger and it was about that whole story of Dillinger getting shot at the Biograph Theater in Chicago and Chicago, it was all filmed on location, the Biograph Theater is still there on Lincoln Avenue and so is the telephone pole where Dillinger was shot up against but now it has like a marker on it and stuff when I was a kid growing up uh I was about 10 years old. Me and my uh, buddy rode our bikes down Lincoln Avenue to go see where all that happened. And it was just a wooden telephone pole. And there were still bullets in there. This is like 1969. Not bullets, but bullet holes Mm -hmm. in that wooden pole. Now it's all kind of encased in a cement uh, thing. But but they just threw... the city shut down Lincoln Avenue for like a month and they actually brought uh, the old street lamps. The city still had street lamps from the twenties in storage somewhere. And they put them all up on the street on Lincoln Avenue. And, you know, and then the production company, all these signs were changed on all these stores and everything. And it was really some brick, all brick on Lincoln Avenue, like in the 20s, you know, no asphalt. It was really something to see them transform that like that. And uh, so I got to be on that one 18 days and wow. uh, or film. And you can see me in the FBI office. Unfortunately, I was an FBI guy. I wanted to be in uh, Depp's crew, you know, mm-hmm. with Dillinger. But it did not happen that way. But that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> But I was uh, going to say 18 days, you better be able to see in the film Yeah, well, not very long, believe yeah. me. So uh, you uh, just twice in an office when we're discussing which uh, which movie theater we think Dellinger is going to go to. It, it was down between two and, you know, and then the one FBI guy, the talking people are like, well, he's not going to see this one movie, whatever. He's going to see this gangster movie at the biograph so that's what they staked out the biograph and that's what they figured he would go and he did and uh but also so while we're doing that uh movie uh while we're doing that scene in the office and again this is just taking it's like just ridiculous how long it takes and when you're an extra you're not in everything so you're sitting in extra holding doing like nothing you know BSing with the, I met some really great people. Blah blah blah. I mean, you make the best of it, and but yeah. So now they just finished some scene where uh, 
we weren't in it, the extra FBI guys. But we're lined up in this hallway in an old building in Chicago, and uh, then they took a break, and then here comes Christian Bale. He's Now, the rumor was he'd already had like three extras thrown off that movie for, oh, talk, for talking to him, yeah, or hmm. or just whatever, or distracting him. And So here he comes down the hallway. There's like about 10 of us lined up. He's going to get a coffee. It's always the coffee. <laughs> this is your MO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everybody just as quiet as the church mouse. He walks past us all. He gets his coffee. As he's walking back, I just had to do it because actually there's some movies I really like of Christian Bale's and one of them is The Prestige and as he gets right in front of me, I said to him, I'm like, I, Mr. Bale, I really loved you in the prestige. And he stopped and he looked at me and he said, thank you. And then Kev Walker nice. and all the rest of the guys nice. were like, holy shit, man. <laughs> Talk to him, man. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's cool. That's nice. I suppose they kind of have to be that way or everybody be chattering at them. But of boy, course. It's, uh, it's unfortunate, though. I mean, you know, I feel like here oh, you are at a coffee stand. You got a stare. I give a guy a death stare because he said hello to you, you know. What yeah, I know. And there was no one else there. It yeah. wasn't like people mobbing him or anything. Sure. And mm-hmm. It might be. Compliment. Yeah, it might be like the uh, ever been to the beach. You know, you throw a seagull. Oh, there's one seagull over there. You throw him a piece of bread and all of a sudden, oh, my God. Every city right. goes here. Look at yeah, my bread. Yeah, definitely. So, right. Yeah. Well, what but, I like about you, Mike, is that you know, you're this big star, and yet you're so talkative to us. I mean, you've been point. very... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so you're in those three movies. Have you been in uh, others or those the three? No. And then I was the last one I was in was uh, the last Fokker movie, Little Fockers. Okay. Oh, so nice. I was in a scene, but... They didn't use my railroad car on this one, unfortunately, which I've learned ever since the first one. I don't tell anyone I'm going to be in it. That just I got to work on it. Who knows? You never know if you're going to be in it or not. You know, this movie production company, Little Fockers, they rented three L cars and the whole L tracks from Howard Street all the way to downtown where it starts going underground into the subway. And all night long, those three cars. I'm just a guy on the train, you know. And uh, and that scene's in Little Fockers, where uh, Fokker comes on the train, and then De Niro's trying not to be seen. He's following Fokker. And so they both weave their way through the train, and they both bump into me and say, excuse me, and everything else. And But there were three cars. And they didn't use no any footage from the car I was in, whichever one it was. I don't even remember if it was first, second, or third. But they walked through all the cars. But the good story from that is uh, uh, Ben Stiller was just a great guy. He was talking to everybody. And actually, I meant to tell a really good story about Johnny Depp, too. But anyway, while I'm here... Uh, yeah, it's just Stiller was a really good guy, joking with everybody, talking with everybody in between the takes. He was just hilarious, as nice as could be. De Niro, not so much. He wasn't joking with anybody or anything else like that. And uh, 
But I did manage to just say to him, you know, uh, oh, I really appreciate, I really like your work, Mr. De Niro, blah, blah, blah. And he just said, yeah, oh, thank you. You know, and that was it. But yeah, I did yeah. talk to him. So, and cool. yeah, Stiller was just a riot. He was joking with everybody. You could say almost anything to him, man, as long as it was between takes. <laughs> so that was cool. And again, about Johnny Depp, I could go back to public enemies. You know, like I said, everyone's working like 14, 16 hours, you know, and because most of it's done at night. And the one thing they can't do in Hollywood is they can't make day night. Right. That's mm, the one yeah. thing they can't do. So anything night, and especially outside, it's got to be done at night. Yeah. So all night long working on this Dillinger getting shot stuff. And this is big. It's going on in Chicago. Everyone knows Depp and Bale is there and Bavito. And uh, <laughs> you're right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they got horses all up all around the three blocks of Lincoln Avenue. And so after working all night, I saw him, Johnny Depp, and he made a point to come into Extras Holding and say hello to everybody and thanks for working on this movie with us and blah, blah, blah. So really cool guy. Bale never did anything like that. But uh, uh, So after that, then Johnny Depp spent like another two hours with fans on the other side of those horses after working 16 hours signing autographs and taking pictures with people and stuff just thought it was amazing yeah really cool. cool yeah he's gotten kind of a some bad press lately uh, yeah falling so this was like 2011 yeah. but yeah i mean i i wouldn't have believed it had i not seen it you know sure. yeah right so you right. so you're still on the uh the, the extra call sheet you think you'll get another call uh, I think I've somehow dropped off of it. I haven't had a call in a long time since Little Fockers. So actually, I did get a call to work on. They were doing a Hugh Hefner story. It was going to it was a TV show being filmed in Chicago, hmm. but it only like made it for one season. But it was uh, shortly after uh, I went back to a union job, uh, kind of went under in my own business. I didn't have that kind of time anymore. Now I was working full time for someone else. They, I got that call, had to turn them down, and I've never heard from them again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. You haven't heard from any of these guys. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. Those, big, yeah. those big shots. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for telling us these stories. A lot of fun stories yeah. of, of being an extra Keep your eyes on the screen, the big screen, because you're going to see Mike up there again someday. That's right. That's right. Possibly. I'll be retiring soon, so I'll have more oh. time to do that. Maybe I can get back into it. But uh, Nice. Nice. Otherwise, listen to WGTD 91.1 for some go. old-fashioned radio shows. Thanks, Mike, for being on our show. Yeah, thanks again for uh, the thank time, Thank you, Mike. guys. Really appreciate it. A lot of fun. Good, good right. to meet you, Mike. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch Podcast when we talk with author Dr. Patrick McBride. Mm-hmm.